This is episode 84 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. It's a phrase we hear a lot, but what does it really mean to be a man or woman after God's own heart? Kind of a deeper topic for us this week. Yeah, it really yeah. is, but it, it's, um, it sounds like almost self-explanatory. I mean, you know, God has a, yeah. a good heart, a loving heart, a forgiving heart. So it's like to be more like that when, you know, you do a little bit of, of looking up. But David's talked about, you yep. know, being after. But and what I like about David being a man after God's own heart as described in the Bible He's not a perfect man by any means. No. No, lots of mistakes. And I'm like, okay, I qualify for that one. Uh, and so you can make a lot of mistakes, but still have the pursuit of of God. And, and the pursuit is uh, what I take out of that. It's just uh, continuing to pursue no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's the mistakes that give David the ability to have a humility. You don't need to make mistake, mistakes to have humility, but it's humility that responds to those well. There is a prayer that David has, and it just sticks with me because it, that that's the heart that comes across. It's humility. It's in Second Samuel chapter 7, and it's after God has just told David, the man after God's own heart, how much he plans to bless him. And David knows that he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve God's kindness. He doesn't deserve God's promise. He doesn't deserve God's blessing. And his prayer back to God is just just gushing with this gratefulness. A couple parts I just want to read from it here where David says to God, And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God, because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have brought about all this greatness to make your servant know it. And I just love that heart that says, God, you know, you know who you're talking to here. You know me. You know everything about me. So I know that it's not because of me. It's because of you that you've decided to make me see all this good that you've brought into my life. So I'm thinking about the servant's heart, the, the, the heart after God that David has is one that realizes I just don't deserve this. I just don't deserve how good God is. And that I think that's really just kind of getting the gospel is when you're a person who realizes Wow, I I know how unworthy I am. Right. And I see how much you love me still, God. I just I can't get over that. And and any of us can have that heart when we really when we really get the gospel. To me, being someone after God's heart means what's important to him is important to you. What burdens him burdens you. And Jesus said, "If anyone loves me, he'll keep my word." And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's in John 14. And so to love God, to have his heart is to know his word and to love his word, to keep his word. So knowing God's heart and then acting accordingly, I think is kind of the connection. A lot of times mm -hmm. it's like, I know what the Bible says, but then I do, I do what the Bible says. So how can you know God's heart? Well, you can pray, you know, God, show me your will, show me your heart. You can read the Bible. You can worship. All those things kind of get you in line with what he says. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is 
good. That's in Romans 12. But then it goes on to say, love one another with brotherly affection. And so often we'll hear, love God, love people. And I don't think that's by accident. You know, of all the things that God stands for, his love for us is fundamental. His heart for us to give his son as a sacrifice for our messed upness. Boy, that is, Mm. that's God's heart, right? And so if God loves, if God loves sinners that much, whew, if we have his heart, we should probably love sinners that much, right? Oh, that's hard, right? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Of course, that's in Luke 10. And so the way the way we treat people because of what we believe about God, that is the heart of God. Love and sinners. Yeah. Woo! Yes, this is related. Something just recently happened to me and and obeying uh, to me seeing the change in my heart who, you know, uh, was from the sinner's heart to uh, obeying God, you know, more and more and learning that and, and trying to get better at that every day. And a, a change of my heart not only changed the whole situation, but you ever have a person in your life that I don't know, just and, and I don't see this person very often. Matter of fact, the last time I saw him was about 10 years ago. And even before that, probably in the last 30 years, I've only seen him like twice. Huh. But some people just for some reason, very few to me, get under my skin. And the reason being the last time I saw him about 10 years ago, he said a lot of, I don't know, just mean and derogatory things, not only to me, oh. but other people that were at that gathering right oh. and it was like oh that just really the kind of person that if you saw in the grocery store aisle you'd see him and turn the other way be, yeah. right because you don't want to be around him so uh in church recently uh that was talked about about like do you have the person that in your life that really bugs you of course the the really humbling part of that is you're that to someone else <laughs> in oh. life you know sometimes oh. so that's a humbling part but my point is this person came right to my mind when the pastor said, you have someone like that that just really irritates you. And, wow. and he came to my mind. So I'm like, OK, yeah, but what am I going to do about that? Because I don't ever see him. I don't ever do that. So and it's like, oh, wait a minute. I do have his email address. I emailed him. And it was it wasn't like out of a guilt of like, oh, I need to say something good to this person. It was like, I prayed about it, and there was a sincerity in my email. And I thanked him for organizing this upcoming gathering. And you guys have put a lot of work into it. And and thank you so much for doing this. And and, and, and unfortunately, because of a work commitment, and that's true, I will not be able to uh, attend this. But I I just want to thank you again uh, for all the work you're doing and, and doing that. And waited a day, waited two days, and I'm like, my my initial me was like, oh, he's probably not going to email me back. Right. But he did. He emailed me back with a very sincere, warm, thanking, gracious, grateful email. So what that did to me by being obedient to the way God would want us to act versus the way right. I would want to act, not only did it free me uh, of that feeling of him, now it's like, I'd love to see him. Isn't that great? Now, just because of that. it's That's God's own heart. It's like, yeah. okay, this is what God wanted me to do. I don't want to do it, but I did it anyway. And it uh, maybe it freed him up a little bit as well. Maybe he didn't even know he was being mean. That's so cool. Anyway, so that's it, to me, that's God's own heart in real life just happened. I love it. It's simple, 
it's just not easy. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Right. It's not complicated having mm-hmm. God's heart. Oh, it's simple, but it's going to be a lot of work, and he wants to do that work in us. I wonder what holds us back most often. Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just knowing that it's yeah. going to be hard, yeah. knowing yeah. that it's going to hurt. Like, mm, rather not. Rather but not. But why? Why is it hurt? I mean, the thing that's know. painful is, is that our pride, pride gets it's dented. Pride. That's a great point. Yep. And I think the enemy likes to say, oh, you're worth more than that, or you're, yep. you know, this or that. or Right. And we're not, you know, wow. and and there's so much freedom to, to free mm. yourself mm-hmm. from that pride by just doing things the way that God says to do them. It's I, like new air comes yeah, into your life. I literally felt like a weight was lifted off my back. Wow. I've been Something. carrying that around even though I didn't really know I was carrying it around. Right. I just sent the email and I just felt lighter. It was just amazing. Mm. Uh, but by doing something that God wants us to do, and we don't always do it because it's hard, huh. and our pride gets in the way. Yeah. yeah, all the weight loss fads that you see online, this one might be the best of all. You know? Amen. Just be someone who lives after God's own heart, yeah. and you'll lose all the pride. <laughs> We're giving out smiles that you can wear all day. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Can we still, we can, we can still talk about the giraffe, right? Last week's giraffe, the one they say was born Without spots. I, yeah, this oh, yeah. like happened somewhere in Tennessee, yeah, like yeah. A, a single colored giraffe. Exactly. No, no, no spots, but really. Right. But but this just proves how much we're all kids at heart because we never get bored thinking about these long neck yellow cow horses with fuzzy stump <laughs> animals. Did you know they have the same number of vertebrae in their neck as we do? That's I That's didn't know wild. That. I didn't know Isn't that. Isn't that amazing? I think it's seven, right? We have seven vertebrae. They have seven vertebrae. And, wow. and giraffes give birth standing up. So that baby, boom, six They're, foot drop right out of the gate. So you know? many crazy know things. They're oh. amazing. Do you know what a group of giraffes is called? Please enlighten. I think it's a tower. A tower. Oh, shouldn't it be a, a skyline, tower. though? Shouldn't it be a skyline? It's something like that, right? A bunch of them. Purple so tongues. You know about the purple tongues. They're long enough that they can lick their own eyeballs. I really love giraffes. Is that important that they no, it's need just, to do well, that? No, it's kind of a cool thing. They, oh, you it's know? very cool. They don't make a you noise, right? Do they just, like, spit or something. They have, like, they? ah, that's like an <laughs> ah sound. We teach that one to our daughter. Like, what's a giraffe say? Well, we usually know them by their spots. Right. It was a misnomer. Reticulated. To say that this one that was just born didn't have any spots. Spots. Like we kind of noticed that's not really no, the case. No, it's brown. It has one big spot. Exactly. It was yes. born without lines, you could say. Huh. Yeah. It didn't have the outlines, but it's still at a spot. Huh. Yes. It's a single spotted giraffe. Exactly. And it needs a name. And they've come up with all these creative options and they're letting people vote on them. But clearly, it's, yeah. this giraffe yeah. ought to be called Spot. It's Spot. See Spot run. See Spot lick his See? eyeball with his giant purple tongue. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, oh, C-spot oh. seven vertebrae. Right, exactly. No, but not just not just C-spot. No. Right. Here spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made my day right there. Right. Did you know? No, <laughs> that's enough. That's all, that's enough. all we need about giraffes today. <laughs> Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Yeah, we say Steve, Therese, and Tim, but we're going to have to change the name of the show. What's that? Because uh, from here on out, I would like to be referred to as Juror Number 27. Oh. oh. Hello, Number 27. Juror, juror wow. Number 27. Oh. How'd that go? Well, yeah, I had jury duty yesterday, which when you get the summons, you're like, 
Oh, and also, oh, like there's no way to just have one feeling sure. about jury duty. You're like, this is my civic duty. Civic it's an duty, honor, yep, yep. you know, to be a part of that. Like what a gift we have to live in a country where of the people, for the people right. is a thing. But also jury duty, because now my whole schedule for the whole week is like, can you do blah, blah, blah? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it day court? Is it night court? Is it middle of the evening court? I don't know what it is, and I don't know how long, and I don't even know if. And so there's that whole – I think the uncertainty is why we're like, uh, jury duty. So so we go into the room, and they select – the first set of jurors that they're going to question as a group, and I'm not part of that group, but I'm mentally answering the questions as they go, you know. And so it was a it was a good time to think about like what do I what do I believe about right and wrong, and what is actually true, and what's opinion, and you know what people say versus the truth, and having this whole existential crisis, you know. And then they convene, and the defense and the prosecution say we're happy with this jury panel, and the judge says, okay, this is the the jury, you all need to go into the jury room, and everyone else, including me, you are dismissed. Thank you for serving. Hmm. Oh, and that and I was, was it. like conflicted immediately hmm. because I was like, "Phew, I'm I didn't get called for jury duty." Yeah. But then also, what's wrong with me that you would not want me to be on your? I'm pretty sure I could be the juriest of all the juries <laughs> ever jury. You know, like if you want impartiality, I can do. You want critical thinking, mm-hmm. I can do that. The ability mm-hmm. to persuade a group of people, I got that. Dis- discerning between right and wrong, absolutely. Deep founded convictions, I'm your girl. <laughs> and then I was like, this is. Yay, I'm off jury duty. Boo, I'm off of jury duty. But also, I don't have to ride this roller coaster of emotions right. for yeah. another six yes. years. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Rise Up this morning with Steve, juror number 27 and 10. <laughs> Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Hold on a second. got to get this uh, thingamajig here. Oh, yeah. This, look uh, at that over there. Thingamajig. Is it a thingamajig? I would have thought is it was it? more of a whatchamacallit. Okay. Well, whatever it is. Who's this? Norm in Rochester. It's a doohickey. A oh! Doohickey. Yeah, of course a, that's what it that's is. A, that's I was right, right on yeah. the tip of my that's tongue. That's what it is, yeah. Okay. Hey, thank you for identifying it for us. Absolutely. Good morning. This is Donald from Henrietta. Who's he doozier? Who's he doozier? Wow. That's more than a who's he doozy. That's a humdinger. <laughs> that was a, a term that my wife's chemistry teacher used when she was in high school, and he also used thingamajig and, and the other phrase. But right. who's he doozy here? That was a good one. Would anybody else feel more comfortable if the chemistry teacher was a little more specific? <laughs> <laughs> Just add a little who's he doozy or, you know, right. swirl it around yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Cindy. I'm calling from Kingston, Pennsylvania. It's a who dicky. A who dicky. Uh, uh, wow. There you go. Yep. I am currently making my dad's pancakes. And when that came up, I was like, that's my dad's word. Hoochicky. Uh, Good old What's dad. What's your dad's name? Andrew. I would thought you would just say dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is Victoria, and I live in Jamestown. It's not a thingamajig. It's a... We call it a doodad or knickknack. Doodad. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which, one's, which one's smaller if it's like an item? Uh, 
probably a knickknack. Yep, that's what I would have said too. Knickknack is a yep. little bit smaller yep. than a doodad. But does your knickknack yep. ever no. get paddywhacked? <laughs> Hey, give that dog a bone. Yeah. <laughs> give that dog a bone, yep. <laughs> this is Robin from Rochester. My dad used to say, who's a mababi? Who's a mababi? <laughs> when you're in a foreign, be honest now, uh, when he was in a more formal setting, was it a, who's a Robert? <laughs> well, actually, his name was Robert. Oh, think, so that phrase I think was. I that's why he liked to use that right. one. Right, that or phrase was named after day. him. Yeah. Who's a mababi? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a mababi. <laughs> Who's <I'm> a Bobby? <laughs> well, hi, I'm Jackie, and I'm in Brookville, Pennsylvania. It's not a thing of a jig. What is it? It's a hoodawada. Uh, <laughs> You're just making it up now. Oh, you don't use that. A hoodawada. You've been saying this for a long time. Yeah, it's a hood of water. <laughs> it's a hood of It does. It lends itself to a question very well. Hood of water? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> That's almost like you're in a conversation right. and somebody says right. something you didn't really understand. It's like a hood of water? Hood of water? I might use that one. Huh? Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Do I win? <laughs> <laughs> we got something for you. you. Got it, right. It's, it's right on here. It's, it's a, the, what uh, is it? I think it's like a watch a housey hoosey. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. With our revolutionary inflatable garden, Rise Up Enterprises became a household name. Only one household. Thanks, guys. But still. Now the same creative minds bring you the Inflatable, the world's first inflatable coffee table. Hailed as a cross between fine cabinetry and a flotation device, Inflatable makes hardwood style the lightweight centerpiece of your living room. See ya, solid oak. Mahogany no more. Tree debris is a thing of the past with Inflatable. Sure, my Inflatable inflatable coffee table can't actually hold a cup of coffee, but it does hold up better to our teenage boys. Act now and get the Inflatable companion helium-filled coasters. Where am I supposed to put my drink? Oh, anywhere on the ceiling is fine. Rise Up Enterprises, the name that's blowing up everywhere. Uh, you guys are the best. Or at least with those people.